Hello, welcome to the Emerald Skies podcast. I'm Jess Seely, and we're here to talk all things holistic health, well-being, and spirituality. On my healing journey, I've discovered incredible modalities and practices that have enhanced my life in ways that I really can't put into words. The thing is, they're outside of the mainstream, and that causes apprehension when I share them with others. So this show exists to break down those barriers, because I want you to experience more magic in your life. I have incredible guests who are here to share with us the wisdom from their niche field and help you feel emboldened to try new things on your own path. Take what works, leave what doesn't, keep an open mind, and I hope you find something new calling for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Emerald Skies podcast, episode number seven. You're in for a treat. I have Joyce Avedra on the phone with me today or over Zoom. And I have invited her on to talk all things inner child because Joy is somebody who I look up to in this respect. She's been so committed and dedicated to building a relationship with her inner child and just really transforming her world and her relationships with others because of this work that she's done. And for this reason, I have asked her to come and share her personal experience and her personal views because I think that she has a lot of wisdom that we can take away and start implementing in our lives and and making changes free of charge, really, you know. So um, I'm really excited for you all to receive her wisdom. And thank you, Joy, so much for giving up some time to speak with me today. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited, a little bit nervous, but excited to be on here with you talking about inner child, which is something I'm really passionate about. Um, But before we start, I just want to make clear that I am not a professional at all, nor have I, um, you know, done any work with a professional in a professional setting with around um, inner child. So Mm -hmm. these are things that just opened up for me and things that I've kind of cultivated over time that has worked for me that I've loved and, you know, kind of modify in a way that has helped me healed. Yes, I love that. And I love that it's so real and relatable and some of the some of the conversation will be about the lightness that comes from working with your inner child. And some of it might be the heaviness and the darkness. And I guess, yeah, we preface the conversation with there's so many beautiful professionals in this, in the mental health space that um, work with the inner child. And um, I hope that this sheds light for people to have awareness around the concept of the inner child so that they can then begin their journey, whether it's by themselves, whether it's seeking additional help. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Joy, I would love to, before we dive into this, just get a snapshot of you and your beautiful life. Could you share with me what your week looks like and where you're investing your energy? Yeah, um, well, I'm a mother of two. Um, My son's 10 and my daughter's 13, and we're homeschooling right now uh, because of COVID. So I'm a part-time or full-time, I guess, teacher at the moment for my son mainly. And, you know, our days just really start with school and we try to get everything done by one. And then we, um, you know, we'll kind of separate and then Nathan gets to go and, you know, do his thing that he wants to do after school. And, and then I usually cacao after that. 
and mm. that's my time to myself it's like i drink a cacao i do my flower arrangements and i just sit and you know sometimes i'll journal sometimes i'll listen to music and sometimes i'll meditate it's really it's just a free flow just depending what i feel like i need that day so really that's how that's my week monday through friday and then on weekends um we'll do family stuff and then i cacao with my husband or we'll cacao together or separately um, but we definitely drink cacao at some point in time throughout the weekend um and, and yeah and that's i love that's that I and so it's probably obvious already but the joy and i became connected through friends who uh began cacao which we spoke about on my last week's podcast so yeah small world and cacao is a big part of both of our lives and where do you live? I forgot to ask that. Where in the States do you uh, live for my Aussie listeners? Uh, Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. I don't even know where that is, but I knew Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Grand Canyon area. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. So jumping into the inner child work, um, can you please explain for us, Joy, the concept of the inner child? If somebody's maybe heard the term, but not explored the concept and what it really means before. Can you tell me what it means and how it impacts our lives as we grow older? Yeah, I'll explain my definition, yes, <laughs> my version you. of what that looks like. Um, you know, if you Google it, there's tons of different uh, definitions you could yeah. uh, get. But for me, my journey and my definition and context of inner child work is really just reconnecting to your child self, whether it's emotionally um, or within a um, like in a mental state even, like it's a bridge of your adult self and your child self. So for me, when I'm working with my own inner child, it's really a bridge and that's uh, filling up a gap that somehow you kind of lost your way and you had to grow up and become an adult and live in a, and be, you know, live in an adult society. And we have forgotten what it feels like to really revisit and be present to the love, the joy, the compassion, the excitement, the curiosity of what it looks like to be a child. So for me, my inner child is more like really just revisiting those memories, those emotions, those thoughts that was there when you're like four, five, six, seven, that you've somehow misplaced or forgotten over time. Yes, I love that. And we did have a little bit of a discussion around this before we began recording, because like you said, when you Google it, there's a lot of definitions and a lot of definitions mention trauma, which can be a part of it, but it's also about the happy emotions and revisiting, like you said, the curiosity and the wonder. Um, so it's the whole spectrum of remembering, I guess, would you say? Yeah, for sure. Um, like, you know, you could revisit a lot of times within your childhood that mm -hmm. you had joy, that you were curious, that you had fun, you had excitement. And then you also had certain places of trauma. And trauma mm -hmm. can look, you know, it's a wide spectrum of trauma. You know, some people mm -hmm. are, experience deep trauma and some people could experience lighter trauma, but still mm -hmm. nonetheless trauma. So for me, what I would like, um, what I like to do is really revisit the happier moments yeah. and the, the parts of the child within me that I really, you know, smile and glee and, and I build a relationship with that inner child within myself. Mm. And then as I 
cultivate and build that relationship, and I start a dialogue, you know, if there are moments where trauma does show up and she wants to be a little bit more quiet or reserved or hesitant when we mm-hmm. revisit or certain things show up, then we could explore that. But yeah. for me, I love going in it from the space of like, oh, how are you feeling? What's your heart doing? Like yeah. I literally have a dialogue conversation with her daily yes. all the time to, to check in. And yes. she's almost like my check and balance in life, like my yes. adult and my child. Then we're all and we're the same. So there's no separation. She's with me all the time. She's with me right now. Mm, I love that. So, okay, before I ask about how to start that dialogue, could I maybe ask you, when did you begin or when did it become something that you thought, oh, I should explore this area, I should start a dialogue? Like, what are some triggers or what are some flags that people could think, maybe this is something I should explore? Yeah, Um, I would say um, when my journey of cacao started. Mm. That's that's really when um, I got into this world of like, oh, like I actually heard the word inner child for the first time. Really? Um, Is it only that yeah. long ago? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. somebody. I thought, well, this has been a long, you know, I thought it had been going on much longer than that. Yeah, no, it's been like a three or four year journey yeah. um, of inner child work uh, yeah. in a way that I really found a formula that works for me. Yes. And okay. Yeah. So for me, it was more like a time in my life where I was kind of self-reflecting and and going through a spiritual journey of like sitting with cacao and meditating. I meditate all my life. So for me, meditation was part of my life, but it's meditating in a way that I'm actually allowing myself to hear myself. Because how I was brought up, meditating is more like quieting the mind mm. and allowing everything to be let go and released. So this is a new form of meditation when I was drinking cacao, where I'm actually allowing spirits and thoughts and sensation to show up in my space of meditation and then have a dialogue or, you know, sit and pause like, oh, what was that about? This emotion yes. that just kind of came up or this thought that showed up. So for me, it started in that space of meditation and allowing it to be more of a free flow and a dialogue versus having everything quiet um, into my, in my mind. So when I started on that journey, like it was clear that this little voice was showing up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite place it, what this voice was about at first. So I was like, oh, like I'm feeling really emotional, really raw right now. And as an adult, you know, you go through life, things happen to you and you kind of try to connect the dots. Like, oh, why is that? Oh, this is what happened yesterday or last week or last month. So that's why it's showing up. Yeah. So as I was kind of processing that as my adult self, like the, the child self showed up. Got it. Yeah, so that's what like, I'm okay, like. Okay, it wasn't last month. It was like however many years ago. <laughs> Let's take exactly. this right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's when like the sensation, it wasn't so much a voice, but it's more like a sensation that was present in my space that I wasn't quite familiar with. Mm, I see. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So then for you, it began in meditation and becoming present to this voice. 
could you, if somebody maybe isn't even at the stage of meditation, like, could you give me a couple of examples of how to start this dialogue and start the exploration and really open to the possibility of there's someone in there that's trying to get my attention? Mm-hmm. How do you build that trust with your inner child? Yeah, I was just asked them to really go back um, in the memory bank of mm. when you were a child. Mm. It could be, you know, anywhere from when you're really young, four, five, six, or when you're a little bit older. And just pick, you know, a time where you could remember clearly of like when you were happy. Like what, and pause. And in that moment, what was that child experiencing? Like what were you doing? What activity was happening? What was going on around her? And then from that point, you could actually just start talking to her, like as if, oh, well, how are you doing? Like it's almost like you're, it's like a movie that you're playing in your mind. Mm. And you're just almost, it's like a time machine. You get to go back and you're observing this child as your adult self. Mm. And you start the dialogue and you just start being present to her energy and her being of what that felt like. So I would say start there. And, and if she's quiet and nothing's showing up, that's okay because we haven't cultivated the relationship yet. Mm-hmm. You know? So if it's just a memory and you can't really quite reach her, you just mm-hmm. sit there with her, with that memory. Like envision yourself being with her, sitting next to her, hugging her, you know? Mm. Yeah. So for me, it's almost like I experienced my inner child as my daughter. Like I have Caitlin. So in the beginning, it was really, really tough to really connect with my own inner child. So I was just like, okay, she's quiet and she's not doing anything or saying anything back. So how do I bridge that gap? What I know to do is to be a mother to her because I have a daughter. So for me, how I bridged that gap was really sitting there with her and just listening to her, observing her as the mother self that is already there within me as the adult self. Mm. And so are you open to giving a few examples of, you know, things they, that our inner child might be asking for? Inner child, what's the word? Inner children. <laughs> you know, like I just need some love today or... Yeah. You know, how do you go about honoring their requests? For me, um, my process is when every time I'm in the shower, I always check in with yeah, my inner child. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I shower in the morning and in the evening. So, you know, it's just something with the water when it's hitting your body, it's warm. You're in a space where your body is kind of open to receiving. So mm-hmm. that's where I really check in. So as I'm in the shower, I really just check in and tap in. Okay, so what, what are you feeling today? What do we need today? Mm. And sometimes it's something the adult self needs that the inner child can give answer to. Yes. yes. How amazing is that? You're like, oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just was bypassing it with my busy mind. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like it's a work where it's not just about tapping into your inner child. It's allowing your inner child to tap into your adult self and mm. you're, bo- you're nurturing each other. Mm. If that makes sense. Like if you're working 100%. on, like if you're sitting and the intention is to really tap into your inner child, then you're there with her and asking her, what does she need? And then mm. if your intention is just, just connect 
but not necessarily tap into her to see what she needs, then that's when it's really fun. And we could be like, okay, what do I need and what do you need? It's like, you're okay, you're good. Well, I'm feeling a little bit like vulnerable right now and I'm not quite sure why. So the inner child could also guide me and give me love. And say, Because children are so, I mean, they really do know, right? You know, they can yeah. reflect back exactly what's going on for us. So yes, it's about yes. accessing that within ourselves, which when you haven't done it can seem crazy, but it's available. That exactly. infinite intelligence is still there. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's usually very blunt and very honest and mm. very clear in her messages mm. um, versus the adult always goes to the head mm-hmm. and try to like, no, 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 this, it has to make sense. It doesn't make sense. Whereas mm-hmm. she's just like, you just need to slow down and play. Mm-hmm. You just need to sit and journal. You just need to go outside in nature. You just need to go and do your, one of your flower arrangements. Like it's a very simple, you know, advice that she's, she always gives me. Yeah, amazing. Mine typically is like, you actually just need to sleep now, Jess. It's like, oh, that's right. (laughs) And so what about in situations where we might find something that's triggering us or like needs to be explored? And it's, it's just funny, right? How we just resist that uncomfortable feeling. But I know you've done this you've sat with discomfort and you've moved through it because what I know is that it shows up in our adult life as triggers and you go oh that person really annoys me for x y and z but if you really take it back and unpack it with your inner child it can transform your relationships with people can you speak to how to navigate that when something discomfort or uncomfortable comes up yeah so in my experience anything I get triggered by is usually something that stemmed from a lacking as a child. And this or is something, something I did not know for many, many years. And I'd be like, it's their fault. They've annoyed me, this, that, and that. And so, yes, continue. I've learned now though that it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that happened to you when you were younger, whether um, it's a conversation or an observation or an experience that actually that you experience yourself as a child. So mm. how that works with your adult self is that when you get triggered for example like if if it's scary for you to be vulnerable because somehow when you're a child you put yourself out there Mm. right and then you got rejected Mm. or someone made fun of you Mm. or or you're like scared so usually that stays with you into adulthood Mm. so when that happens again and you're feeling like oh this is like a time where you know i have to put myself out there or somebody just laugh at me or do i sound dumb so that Mm. sense of like vulnerability is actually stemmed from that that moment when you were a child that that happened to you yes and and then you you if you don't realize it you'll just keep on bypassing it or disconnect yourself the adult self from Mm -hmm. the situation Yeah, to avoid that vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. So when you're able to connect the dots and actually go to a moment that um, you experienced that as a child, you could go back in time when Mm. you're ready to do that work with her and say, hey, you know, when that happened, when that person said that or when this happened to you, you know, you're not that child anymore. You're like, you're safe. I love you and you're so saved and held right now. 
I will take care of you. You're not alone. It's okay. Don't be scared. So when you're able to go back and really heal and nurture that child in that moment, it does something into your body that as the adult, you get to experience the, the completeness of the child moment, and then it links to your adult self as you're interacting with the world and people. That's such a perfect example. Yeah. This is a really funny one, but my dad was like, he just used to say, oh my gosh, you never help out around the house. And like, he had this thing about it being clean and it was never clean. Like we had four kids. And now I even notice that and I'm working through it, but I have always had like anxiety around when it's my turn to clean the house in share houses. It's like, oh, do they think I haven't done a good enough job? Like, it's just so funny. Like, so honestly, everything you're like, where has this come from? How far back does this go? And it just sneaks up in the funniest places. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's, it's always there. Your inner child, your experiences is always present into your adult self. It's just whether you're going to be tap in or allow yourself to tune in to her or him or not. Totally. So it's, kind of starts with awareness right you're like okay i'm triggered i'm angry angry let yourself be angry but then get curious and see if you can locate that memory yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and if not you know a lot of my stuff is not necessarily from a memory Mm, oh yes tell me about this yeah like for me there's a gap in my life where i actually don't have a lot of memory of my young self yes so instead of like making myself feel bad or wrong, it's like, oh, I can't mem- remember, right? Mm. Instead of actually, there's a reason that I don't remember. And, yeah. you know, if you work at it to where you want to remember it, that's perfect too. But yeah. if not, it's not a big deal. The, the one thing I love about my journey with my inner child is that I get to recreate her the way yes. I want to recreate her right and not from an ego place right but from a place of she's gonna be feel so safe and so loved (laughs) yes yes and from a place of nurturing and compassion and like full like empathy and listening as to what she wants right so for me there's a gap where i don't have a lot of memory it was kind of hazy so i'm just like you know what it's okay like, I'm just going to go back and check in with her and, and see what she wants out of this moment. Yeah. So it's really, you're able to recreate or revisit. It's your inner child. It's really, it's the journey of it is so fun. Mm. There's no right way or wrong way. It's only the way that feels aligned to you right now. Yes. And you are, you have the power to create or the power to heal, the power yes. to nurture, the power to complete certain, you know, emotional trauma. Yeah. So it's it's like the journey is huge. And I love that you just said that completing emotional trauma again, little or big. Every you know, we all have little traumas in our life. So often as adults, we're trying to complete that with other people, and they don't know that. You know, like we can't control how they act. But we, if we know what we need to complete it, we can go and complete it ourselves. 
rather than seeking that partner or that friend and you know they're not responding the way you need them to and it blows up so yeah Yeah. can I ask how has it uh transformed your relationships with yourself with your friends with your family and with your children what have you noticed in your life since beginning this journey yeah well it has allowed me to be much more vulnerable in a way that I'm not scared. Ooh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want that. No. Yeah. Because I didn't realize for many, many um, years of my life that I was actually not allowing people to contribute to me. Yeah. Wow. Like I love contributing to others. I love providing that space of nurturing, of understanding, of love for other people. And it lights Mm. me up. You do it so well. (laughs) Oh, thank you. But what I didn't realize was, you know, due to my own insecurity as a child, like as an adult, I would stop people from contributing to me. Mm. Like I wasn't, I, I didn't allow love to come in. I had a hard time with that. And like, the thing is, it's so sneaky. You were still in a beautiful family unit and children, you know, it's not like when you say that, it's not like from the outside people could tell, but it's like when you really tune in, this is more of a question because I'm reflecting back to you that you didn't look like you had a hard time with it, but it's like this internal transformation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, from the outside looking in, like everything was perfect, you know, our family's perfect. And it was, I'm not saying it wasn't in the way, um, in that moment, it was perfect. Um, exactly the way it was. Um, but for me, it was, it, it was crushing me in a way Mm. that I didn't realize it was, Mm. you know, I was running around doing everything, like pouring out so much love into everyone and then didn't know how to receive it back. Not that people weren't giving it to me. Like people were trying to like, I could go back in my life. Like there were so many people, you know, were trying to like give me love, but I could not receive it. And I didn't realize that until literally, um, actually it's so funny. Like I, I read this I, I wrote this thing and I just recently saw it when I went back into my email, which was perfect for this conversation. I wrote um, a little um, blurb for a blog like three or four years ago and someone was asking me to write about vulnerability. And when I wrote that, there was a paragraph saying that I didn't realize that my children was not experiencing me from the place of joy or happiness because my daughter at the time she was four years old and we were casually sitting at a dinner table just having a conversation and she just said mommy i i've never seen you laugh before so that i mean that moment like crushed me yeah because I thought I was like doing all that I was supposed to do to really show her love, to allow her to experience all of this. And I think she was, but she didn't see it within me. So that was the pivotal moment of like, wow, what, what am I doing? Like, how is my child not, have not experienced me, like, you know, express love and emotion all these years? 
it's crazy how they reflect these blind spots back to us. Yeah. And yeah, so- yeah like I, I guess what I was trying to say before, if I didn't articulate it well, is that the inner child work can be transformational, even for those who think like, would you have thought you were receiving love four years ago and it opened your awareness to the fact that you weren't or you knew that that was something you wanted to work on? I think I was receiving love in a way that I could receive love at the time. Yeah. Because it wasn't like I didn't feel like I wasn't supported or loved mm-hmm. at all. I knew mm-hmm. the people around me loved me and would do anything for me. And I, I felt like fully supported at all times. But it was the way that I was allowing it to not show up to me in a way that hit my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, it was more like that moment of truth showed up that okay, I thought I was doing the right thing and like going down the right path, but clearly this four-year-old child (laughs) is telling me that mommy, you're not, you know, experiencing happiness or love. I'm like, wow. Like, okay, let's rest, let's uh, regroup and see like what this is, this conversation about this moment right now. So I really took a long pause to really revisit that. Like, okay, even though I feel like I'm being vulnerable, but clearly I'm not doing something enough. So that's like a shakeup <laughs> to hear that from your daughter. Yeah, yeah, it was. So like, you know, the whole vulnerability piece is huge with inner child work. And, and most of us, you know, even as an adult, don't want to be vulnerable and we don't really know why Um, and most most of the time you revisit you know all the experiences as a child it's somewhere along that line something happened to where it stopped you from experiencing like love whether it's giving out love or receiving love yes i would love to ask you joy about recognizing when somebody else is triggered and it's their inner child and having compassion for that person because when you are aware of this work and you're doing it and you take responsibility to go back and rather than project your triggers, you know, unpack them for yourself. Not everyone's on that journey. So how do you find the patience and compassion to see that innocence within that person when they're perhaps not on the same journey as you without going, you just need to go and do your inner child work. This isn't you. This is your four-year-old, you know? Yes. Oh, that's a great question. And, um, and honestly, the way I experience compassion for other people, regardless of what's going on, um, I actually view them as a child. Every adult that's running around, I, you know, when there's a moment of conflict or a moment uh, where something happened and, or not, I mean, it can be a moment of love, right? Of insecurity or fear. I actually view them as their four or five or six or seven year old self. And the moment I view them, as that four or five or six year old self, I can't be any angry. I can't. It's like looking at my daughter or my son, you know, 
the kids who are four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, they do things, they say things, and you can't really make them wrong. They're in the space of curiosity and trying to balance and learn and how to navigate um, life and interactions. So for me, when I view someone doing something that either triggered me or I'm in conflict with or I disagree with, I just go that, you know, I really view them as that child where they they can't help themselves. They don't know any better because they don't have the awareness of what's going on. And whatever they're doing makes perfect sense to them. It doesn't have to make perfect sense to me. It makes perfect sense to them based on their own stories, their own insecurities, their own fear, their own way to look a certain way in life. So it has, you just have to sit and pause. Like it has nothing to do with you. It's really about them and where they are in life. There's so much gold in that. <laughs> like that little snippet itself can change your life. Like if you're at work, why did that person do that? Why did they not tell the truth in that situation? Or they threw me under the bus. It's like, it's not about you. It's about them. And I remember learning that for the first time. It's not me, it's them. And it's like, wow, what freedom. And then it becomes a conversation about boundaries because it's, okay, you can have compassion, but it doesn't mean you have to stay in relationship with that person where possible. Um, but there's so much freedom in that. And I've never actually visualized them as a little child, but that's something I'm going to try. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you just envision them as a little boy or a little girl who's yeah. also hurt, scared, yeah. you know, with fear, insecurities, you don't know their background. You don't know their childhood, their upbringings. If you just have a little totally. compassion for that child, like you, you're able to release whatever's going on in the adult conversation and interaction. Would you mind sharing ways that we can connect in with our inner child and really get into the zone um, once we've started to build that trust and let their voice come through? You know, for me, um, journaling is a big part of my inner child work. Just... And, you know, journaling doesn't have to be anything like so elegant that you have to put down that's, that flows. It's really just putting words down and asking and starting like, okay, how do you feel today? Like little joy. What do you want to talk about little joy? You know, so it's just asking those simple questions and then just allow yourself the freedom to really write and express fully and be honest with yourself what's showing up. Mm. And then the dialogue will expand and then the emotion will expand and it'll take you on this path and this journey that you're like, whoa, you know? So just allow yourself the freedom to really stay open, tune in and be curious. Um, and daydreaming is a big thing too. I love that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I just lay down on the grass and I literally daydream with my inner child. Yes. You know? How cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So sometimes, you know, you just kind of lay there, listen to music and just daydream. You could either revisit a memory that you could recall or you could create a new memory with your inner child. And you just daydream. 
and I find daydreaming is a huge therapeutic like session that I go into and I just I come out of it like with glee and so much fun so yeah so daydreaming journaling listening to music those are like pathways that you could all you know find to connect with your own inner child thank you beautiful suggestions we used to lay under the trees with mum and look at the clouds and find like the shapes and the pictures so even those sorts of things you know it takes you back like it gets you out of your mind into your body and yeah yeah and if you and if you forget and you have you know children or younger siblings you could actually just talk to them and ask them you know like sometimes adults forget how to daydream or how to go back and revisit um, the spirit and the inner spirit of their inner child you literally just sit observe and watch a child and you ask them what are you doing oh what do you think about that like you know and they'll just talk and you could just like get enrolled in their being and their energy to light up your own inner child yeah it's so wonderful to observe and to feel their energy and just to they just make me laugh so much the children that i'm um, blessed to be around it's really fun and magical yes yes and and just know that you know your inner child like you could be a superhero to your inner child that's you just go back and just be her superhero and whatever happened um whatever you were lacking or needing that you didn't receive as a child you show up to them in that moment say i'm here i'm superhero yes yeah so you cultivate a nurturing safe space for the dialogue for the relationship to expand over time Mm. and it's not like a one-time session that you tap into it's Mm. literally a relationship that you're cultivating and building creating Mm. trust just like you would with another adult person yes yeah perfect analogy you don't meet someone and then tell them your whole life story in the first go well yeah (laughs) not often yeah (laughs) There's exceptions to every rule. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so just be, be gentle, be patient, um, and always stay open. And, yes. and you know, that's, that's the pathway. It, some people could tap in really quickly. Some people take, you know, a little bit more time to really just sit with their inner child. And I would just continue to really urge, just continue to do it and be patient. Be patient with yourself be patient with your inner child it's so worth it yeah it is and then and then check in with him or her at least once a day and it doesn't have to be anything long or elaborate it could just be like a thoughts how are you doing i'm good all right yeah cool see you later (laughs) yeah 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 then and then you could check in and say how are you doing as the as the adult self like Mm. you know so in a way you're checking in with your adult self and then you're checking in with the inner child and over time if you cultivate that relationship the inner child will give you guidance Mm -hmm. perfect so one question that i ask everyone joy uh is what advice would you give your 18 year old self and I'm not sure exactly where you were when you were 18. Normally I know where people are. Um, 
And I love to ask this because I feel like for many of us, we were leaving a school system and education system. And it was around that time where it was like, what does Joy the adult want to do with her life? Whether that was conscious or subconscious. So is there anything looking back that you would say to that beautiful woman or young lady? Go back to my 18 year old self. If I had to give her advice right now where I am as an adult or ask her, um, I would say, you know, lighten up. Just lighten up. Like everything will be all right. You know, like you're, you are loved, you are taken care of, and everything will be all right. Beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Joy, thank you so much for being with me today and sharing all of this wisdom. And I really enjoyed this conversation with you and just speaking about your experience and how you've tapped into your inner child and transformed this part of your world. And um, I hope that, and I think that people listening, you know, will be inspired to just maybe take that pause and check in for the first time and have the strength and the courage to maybe surpass the ego and, uh, and start tuning in with what their inner child needs. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on here. It was a pleasure to talk to you always and to connect and have this lovely conversation. Thank I you. love you so much. Aww, thank you. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for being with me today, guys. I'm so grateful and I hope that you learned something new. Please feel free to pass the episode on to family, friends, colleagues, anyone you think that would really enjoy and benefit from the information. And if you so feel called, I would love for you to subscribe and leave an honest and heartfelt review. As I've learned, it helps me reach more people and I'm really just all about reaching the right people. So have a wonderful day and can't wait to see you next time.